What's up, everybody? Brad Peterson here with another episode of the SNH Lab podcast, where we talk sports, music, mental health. In this episode, we will talk strictly about music with a dash of mental health. Obviously, we've talked before about we believe music is medicine, and in this case, Chris Renzema, one of the up-and-coming Christian musicians in the world. Um, He's on the same label as Lauren Daigle. She's doing some big things. You might have heard of her. I would hope so, if you don't live in a hole. But Chris is on the same label as her. Obviously, they think very highly of him. I think very highly of him. One of my favorite musicians right now that I like to listen to, especially in this day and age. Um, Very empowering songs. And I have some special guest hosts with me that you'll find out soon enough. But I want to open this podcast with one of my favorite songs that he discusses in this. And he, he, I believe he says this is his favorite song or one of them off his new record that just came out this year in 2020. Uh, the song is called 17. So enjoy that first. If you haven't heard this song yet, I guarantee you're going to love it or you get your money back, even though you're not paying money to listen to this. So I will give you zero dollars back. Sounds like a good deal. Enjoy the song 17 and enjoy the podcast with Chris Renzema and also enjoy the end of the podcast where Chris was nice enough and his label was nice enough to give us two more songs. See you. Confessing again, I know I've laid down I've said it a thousand times, never again starts now I've slept through so many days, I've wasted so much time Can't solve it with a song, can't fix it with a rhyme So I'll try Honest with myself again, but I can feel just so uncomfortable in my skin. No, you told me that you love me, but I don't remember when. Oh, 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 oh. feel like I was so much wiser when I was 17 Saw the world in just two shades Didn't stand in the in-between If the man I was back then saw who I am right now Wonder if he'd be disappointed in how he would turn out So I'll try With myself again But I can feel just so uncomfortable in my skin No, you told me that you love me But I don't remember when Oh, 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 oh. oh, 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 oh. 
say, child, stop listening to yourself so much. I've made you more than worthy of my love. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that's enough. Oh, 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 child, if you could see yourself the way that I do, you'd see I made you in my image, and my work's not. SMH Lab podcast. We have a special musician guest today, Chris Renzema. Did I say it right? Uh, yes, Renzema. Awesome. Very, very. Uh, we're very fortunate to have Chris on. I know he's he's one of my favorite musicians as well as my two co-hosts. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, co-hosts. Hi, my name's Marissa. Um, I'm from st louis and i'm currently a gonna be a junior at truman state university and i'm in the nursing program and i'm going to be um i do triple jump and long jump on the track and field team yep marissa do you have a brady. last name yes marissa brady like the Thank brady you. bunch <laughs> and ahead, i hannah. am hannah oberdyke um i just finished my first year coaching track and field and cross country at trine university and I graduated from Truman State, so that's how Marissa and I know each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Go ahead, so, Hannah. Chris, if you don't mind, um, we're going to get started. So if you want to tell us about your background and kind of where you grew up, that would be awesome. 
Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm uh, originally from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. And uh, yeah, I grew up, well, uh, we were a military family, so I wasn't born there, but grew up there uh, for the most part. And uh, yeah, moved down to Nashville about five years ago, and I've been there uh, for a, a while now. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Grand Rapids isn't too far from Brad and I. Brad and I live in the same town in Angola, Indiana. So okay, cool. Yeah, not too far. Yeah, Chris, we, uh, Han and I have both been to probably several indoor facilities there, like Grand Valley yep. State and then Aquinas and Cornerstone. Did you, did you go to school in Grand Rapids? Uh, or no? I did not. I uh, I actually went to. I did one year at Taylor University. And, yeah. Oh, in, in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah nice. Yeah. How'd that go, man? That's pretty conservative there. Did they let you play music? <laughs> they did let me play music. Um, <laughs> good, I good. feel like I played as much music as I could for the year I was there and then uh-huh. uh, decided that uh, probably a city with more than a gas station was necessary for the spreading of my wings. So I. What about what about Ivanhoe's, Chris? Uh, that place is great. Uh, Give some love to the ice cream place, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so then you headed down to nashville yes sir yeah did, did you go to belmont or? um i i enrolled in belmont um mm-hmm. i think i enrolled in belmont mostly to have a reason to get to nashville but <laughs> right. uh i didn't last too long i made it about a semester before uh uh-huh. just kind of going it on my own good for yeah. you Good for you. So yeah, take us through that. Like how, how did you get that rolling then without, you know, kind of skipping that step of, you know, a lot of people obviously go to Nashville at, at your age and, and, and do the Belmont route or um, things like that. But, but how did you just skip that step? And now here you are at a very young age and doing very well. Oh, well, thank you. First off. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think the, the thing for me was I, I got down there and there was, you know, there was a way that people were going through, you know, music school, Belmont being such a big music school and uh, coming in as a transfer, like you're kind of immediately off kilter a little bit. Like you don't really get to know people the same way. It's like, uh, you know, and I wasn't, I didn't get, uh, I wasn't living on campus. And so it was sort of, I was kind of in my own little world right from the start, but um, when I, when I started meeting some people, you kind of, I think it's kind of, it's probably pretty typical for people pursuing, uh, creative endeavors. Uh, I Mm -hmm. felt very, very driven to pursue writing, pursue recording and, and playing. Uh, and so my sociology class sort of (laughs) took more and more of a backseat, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and so, um, I mean, I think the big thing, if you're, you know, moving to Nashville and, and pursuing music, it's about getting out there. I think uh, there's nothing like, you know, I think uh, a pivotal moment was there was a, I, I, when I first started, I would take, you know, anything that would pay me that would have a guitar in my hand. Uh, sure. You know, it was the goal was just to be like, if I can pay my bills with music, then, you know, whatever that looks like that's better than paying my bills some other way. And mm-hmm. and I remember uh, I got like hired to sing at a wedding in Phoenix. 
And <laughs> I, you know, it was basically like going to miss a, a whole week of classes to get paid, I don't know, like 300 bucks to sing in the, in the desert wow. in Phoenix. And, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I think it's worth it. So, you know, right, headed right. out there. And I think it's just that thing. The more that I found myself willing to, you know, spend more money to end up playing my guitar than uh, stay put and go to class, I just uh, found myself uh, eventually just not really in class at all. So, um, right. Yeah. So, most maybe they're going to go the Broadway, you know, they're on Broadway, they're playing four, five, six hour sets, they're playing covers, you know, all the honky tonks. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I would assume that was not the route you took. Not, no. So that's what I'm interested in. Did, yeah. Did you start on the Christian route right away? And were you playing covers? Were you playing originals or a little both? Right. Um, yeah, it's a great question. Because uh, before I moved to Nashville and even before I went to Taylor, I – recorded that first ep um age to age when i was up oh, in wow. michigan um yeah so how I old had, were you chris uh, i was 18 wow that's amazing amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah i was uh sorry what's... chris how old are you now i am 24 wow that's that's yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah so i uh after high school i did um there was this prayer house ministry in grand rapids and I spent a year living there and being a part of uh, their ministry and kind of towards the end of my time, uh, right before going to Taylor, spent uh, like booked two days in this local studio and we, we did like the whole thing in like 19 hours. Holy cow. And then, uh, yeah, and so kind of did it. I think for me, so then moving into Nashville, you know, it's there's totally there's no way to like uh, be cool and do Christian music casually right. in venues or anything <laughs> like that. Like no one wants that. It's, right. yeah. <laughs> um, even if what you think you're doing is cool, it's, you know, uh, not everyone does. Yeah, totally. So there's, uh, there was really no scene, you know, to get into. And so for me, right. it, it quickly became, you know, I would spend a lot of time writing a lot of time, you know, working on, uh, you know, self-producing uh, my recordings and um, kind of didn't get into the live performing till quite a bit later. So it was it was kind of all just underground and like kind of internet based uh, for a long time. Cool. Were wow. your parents um, um, supportive of you, you know, going off and deciding to go to Nashville and all that stuff? Were they... Uh, yeah, they, uh, they were, I definitely, the pretense of enrolling in a school was a, a big thing for them. Right. Um, but by the time I was, you know, making the jump out of, uh, academics, I think things were starting to click in a way that, uh, they've always been, um, pretty supportive and I've been very appreciative of that. Good. Um, okay. Do you, I guess what my question is, what is your favorite Christian band? And Hmm. have you had, Hmm. I guess, any special influencers that have called you to 
want to be a Christian artist and um, kind of fall in love with that area of music? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it's kind of a weird path um, to be, I mean, I don't think there was ever a moment where I was like, I'm going to be a Christian artist, Um, like per se. I think uh, when I was in high school and, and growing up, I really didn't listen to, I mean, very rarely, if at all, to Christian music. Um, Interesting. And it was, you know, so I, I was in love with music and I loved playing guitar and piano, and but I wasn't really doing any writing um, in my like formative years. And um, when I uh, was a part of that ministry, I got, you know, I think some of the first times I really got to, you know, play and sing in front of people were in these worship settings. Yeah. And, um, Groups like, I mean, artists I love are like, uh, I mean, they're not they're not Christian bands. That like bands like uh, Wilco and Bruce Springsteen and just these like incredible musicians and lyricists. And I was always so compelled by them. And then, you know, when you're leading worship, uh, when I was like 18, uh, like groups like John Mark McMillan and United Pursuit were these groups that were. it's like I could tell that they were thoughtful lyricists that had kind of taken elements of other sounds into the the worship and the Christian space and so when I started writing music I felt like um, I kind of tried to do a similar thing of uh, you know just writing about what I'm excited about which is Jesus but trying to do so in a way that sounds like all the bands that Um, that I love that aren't in that space yeah I think one thing that's really um, continuous throughout all your songs is they all tell a really good story and you know Mm -hmm. it's one thing to be able to Mm -hmm. sing but it's another thing to be able to have good lyrics and for things to make sense and so I think you've definitely hit that on the nail what you've been (laughs) trying to do well thank you Yeah. yeah Yeah, it's it's very impressive, especially at your age, um, the uh, the level of songwriting. I, you're writing all these songs by yourself, Chris. Um, the the most for the most part, yeah. The so the first song that kicked it off, my first EP was a, a duo with a friend of mine from high school. Um, yeah, well, her well, name's female, Mariah right? Hazeltine. Yeah, and we had just been leading worship together, and we're like, you know, what we should do, we should <laughs> record we should write some songs and do this ourselves. And um, there you go. It was uh, so that you're the only one that kind of first song that uh, back in 2014, we wrote that one together. Um, But everything on I'll Be the Branches was just, uh, I wrote myself and actually the newest record um, experimented a lot more with co-writers and different styles and stuff. So, it's definitely, um, I think one of the things I love about music is how collaborative it can be while also being very personal. I feel like right. y- you see different sides of yourself brought out by either other people or um, by, you know, 
kind of the introspection of spending time alone writing a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a right. song that you feel like you are connected to more than the others? Um, for example, yeah. like I, I don't know if you've seen the movie I Can Only Imagine, but like obviously Mercy Me's song, like I Can Only Imagine, is like I feel like the one that they're connected to the most. Is that is that a thing for you? Yeah, I think you definitely have. I mean, songs are funny because they're, you know, they're little snapshots of you in a way. So mm-hmm. I think uh, for me, it's been, I don't know if it's always the most popular songs, but um, one that sticks out to me is uh, 17. I love that mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got to say everything I wanted to say right. <laughs> rather in a really wordy, but uh, still musical way. Yeah, I know that's uh, Marissa and I. That's that's one of our top three, I think, of yours. And I think Marissa wanted to ask you about that song. Brad, yeah. you, you cut out there. I didn't hear what you said. You wanted to ask him about the yeah. song 17. So it's one of your I, favorites. I really relate to it a lot because, you know, I mean, I'm only 20 years old, but it feels like when you're younger, you don't have as much responsibility and, you know, things are always black and white to you. It's not so much gray. And so mm-hmm. I can definitely understand what you mean by you know you feel like you you were more knowledgeable when you're 17 because life wasn't as hard so I I guess I also wanted to ask um, what was going on when you wrote that and was it related to like your music or was it related to just in general I guess yeah yeah that's a great question um I think yeah you mean you totally get it what that song's about. I mean, 17 is a song. It's, you know, a, a, sort of a asking that question of, of what a younger version, you know, of yourself be excited about where you are now. And I think, um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, it's like I'm, I'm getting to do what I've loved since I was, you know, 13 as a career now. And I think that's so exciting, but, uh, on that more personal side, you know, I think, uh, you know, even when things are, you know, uh, success or, or whatever, there's always that internal side of the questions of, man, like, do I, do I love as well as I, as I thought I would be able to by now, or am I as, you know, yeah, thoughtful or as kind and um, even to others and to myself. And, you know, you think, I just remember being a 17 year old, 18 year old kid who really thought everything was very simple and that obviously by the time I was 24, I would have absolutely figured it all out because, you know, I had already had so much, I mean, obviously it's a joke, but (laughs) I figured it out by then. So obviously (laughs) I'd only, I'd only know more by the time I'm 24 and looking at myself now, I'm like, well, I think there's something really healthy about realizing that there's a lot of gray area you know and and it's more like letting that perception that you're just going to be you know feel like you're 100 percent done uh letting go of that and being comfortable with yourself being a work in progress mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. um so i guess the first time i had ever heard any one of your songs i remember distinctly i was it was my freshman year so it's two years ago and mm-hmm. um I was laying in my bed in my college dorm and it was the song, I don't want to go. And I, 
could not stop listening to it. I listened to it like three or four times mm. that same night because I just loved how it told, again, how it told the story. You know, you talked about Moses and Peter and just, I, I love it. And I, I still think that might be one of my favorites to this day. And I was telling Hannah, I was like, yeah. wow, I really don't know which album is my favorite because I like <laughs> every song on both albums. <laughs> it's true it's true chris you're not you're not making you're not making bad songs you know how some artists they're like you know they have one or two really really good songs but it's like (laughs) quality every single song well man thank you so much that's that's really way too kind yeah well well chris it's you know people in this day and i feel like you're still an artist that's making a true record you know from start to finish whereas other artists are you know they're putting out singles here and there but i think yours is you're, you're still going the old school way of making a true record. Would you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm way too much of a like hipster to not, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I I love vinyl. I love like, you know, awesome. Like, yeah, definitely having it be like a complete thought is very, I think it's very important to me. And I, I think it's important to music too. You know, you see that there's always songs, you know, on a 10 track album, you know, maybe track, you know, whatever it is, nine wouldn't ever be a single. But, you know, knowing the artists I love, it's like, man, I'm I'm living for track nine because that's where you get like the really right. good stuff. And uh, I think, yep. I think there's there's something lost if you let go of, uh, you know, kind of the old school approach to what an album is. Right. Right. That's when you're at the shows. You're like, no, 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 no. That's the best song is the one on the radio. It's track number nine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Totally. That's that's the that's the true art of it to me. Um, but uh, you you kind of have a voice that reminds you a little bit of John Foreman. Have you heard that before? Uh, I've not heard that before, but I love John Foreman. So I take it as a great compliment. Yeah. I mean, there's some. Oh yeah, he's. Um, that, see, I, I'm a little bit older, so like my my beginnings of of uh you know crossing over from the from the mainstream or christian was like switchfoot and, and lifehouse and, and guys like mm. that but that's definitely more the the people i would put you with like your your songs could definitely cross over down the road um yeah pulling like a, a lauren daigle so yeah um yeah. i could definitely see that happen. i could definitely see that happening for you so now with the the label you just signed with centricity right yep like yep. who else is on that label that 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 people would know about um well lauren lauren daigle is yep. uh she's not bad she's not bad she's making yeah. a bit of a name for herself out there i don't know yeah uh yeah she's uh she's a, a obviously a big one um i don't know uh, andrew peterson has been on since yeah. for a long time um they've got a lot of great artists they've um just a lot of cool people they're working with i feel like signing with them was uh I, I, you know, I think growing up, you know, I, I, I feel like all of my music uh, fanship taught me to be very wary of record labels, you know, because you have this sort of pop culture image of them being all these vultures, you know, yeah. and uh, yep, that's definitely not the case with Centricity. They're, uh, they've been much more like a family than a, you know, a bunch of suits trying to take take yeah. money and so that's uh it's been a really good experience being with them and i think uh 
I don't know if that's always the case with labels, but I feel like I've been really blessed. Was it hard to find? Yeah, oh, sorry, I mean, go, Brett. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You're say, good. Was You're it good. hard to find like people to help you get to where you've been? Because I know a lot of time you said they're like vultures, like they're like. Either you're good enough or you're not good enough. So was that hard for you? Did you have to keep trying or were they like, this kid has talent, like we want to invest? Really, I think what's, uh, I think what was awesome about the, just finding a label and, and getting signed was that, I mean, I wasn't looking for it whatsoever. I mean, I was, I was under the impression when I moved to Nashville that, you know, I wouldn't be able to make a dime, you know, writing my own songs and, like I didn't know that you could even have a career in, in Christian music. Yeah. The way that that I wanted to do it and really didn't right. think that there were record labels interested in the way that I wanted to do it. And so Can can you explain that Chris when you say the way you wanted to do it? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, it's I think a guiding thing has always been, you know, I write about you know, whatever's the most true to me, which, mm-hmm. you know, there's never really a moment where I thought yeah, I'll just write some other kind of song. Like, I don't really know how, you know? So, like, uh, you know, I think it's, for me, like, the lyrics are important, but also, you know, how it sounds, how it's made, the, even just, like, the interpersonal process of, you know, working on these songs with people. I feel like all the steps are really important. And, you know, there's so many different approaches to making music. Um, And I think my method is not always like the most uh, time efficient or maybe economic um, just (laughs) because I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I can be pretty specific (laughs) about about what I wanted to sound like. And so um, finding partners in centricity uh, just partners in in producers and musicians who who care about it the same way I think has been huge and you know you don't always find that right mm-hmm. right um with your new album I so after I had heard your first song I was like wow it's really good I want to see if you have any more so me and my friends at Truman we would listen all the time and then I guess it was last year that we heard that you guys, that you were coming out with a new album and we we're like, oh my gosh, we can't wait, we can't wait. And we know that um, it came out in the spring. And so I know mm-hmm. I've listened to all your songs and I noticed the theme um, with Let the Ground Rest, kind of that, you know, in the winter, you got to let the ground rest. And once you keep sowing, you see your harvest in the spring. So I guess, was that intentional to release the album during springtime and is that kind of like the whole theme of your album I guess yeah I mean that's definitely been uh I wouldn't say it was super intentional at first but it became very much the through line of uh really you know all the lyrics of let the ground rest I think uh yeah I mean it's definitely spring felt very appropriate Mm -hmm. um as the time to release it, especially, yeah, just think, I mean, we released it in, I mean, the world is obviously going crazy. Right. You released it at a good time. (laughs) But I I think it was, it was funny looking at it and just being like, man, I think it, 
it's odd when you write a song, you record it, and then, you know, some time goes by and you hear it again and you're like, man, whoever wrote that uh, knew that I needed to hear that. And you're like, oh, that was me. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> um, I, you know, I hadn't listened to the album for, I mean, at least three months when it came out. And so when it came out and I'm listening to some of those lyrics while I'm like, you know, just got home from uh, a canceled tour and I'm living in shutdown and I'm like, wow, I guess uh, there was a plan for this stuff (laughs) that I was not aware of when I recorded it. So, right. Yeah. That's, that was one of the things we were going to ask is how did the, how did that pandemic affect? Obviously you had, all these plans for the, for the record cycle with the, with the album and then the, with the, with the tour and everything, like what, um, like how did that affect everything and, what, and where do you go from here? Is it just more of a, a waiting game? Totally. Uh, yeah. So we were halfway through a 30 date tour mm-hmm. when um, the stay at home order happened. So uh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely conflicted with our plans. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but I think what's been cool is like we live in such a, I mean, it's some of the, you know, it can be, I think social media can be, you know, double-edged sword, but uh, living in a time where we're so connected and so, you know, able to uh, share something even when we're not together um, has been really cool with the album because it seemed like uh, inadvertently the music was so appropriate for the time mm-hmm. um, that, you know, everyone kind of being trapped indoors and like, we can't play shows. We can't really, you know, yeah, go do that album release cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, still finding ways to get to share it with people and share it with each other. And I think it, you know, it'll be that record that I put out in the middle of a, pandemic you know? <laughs> so. oh, yeah yeah <laughs> have you done any online <laughs> concerts or anything like that i uh i was a part of i'm not a huge i i struggle with uh some of the you know social media engagement i'm not i'm not big with social media okay. um but i did one didn't you, didn't you say goodbye the other day chris i did yeah i've been I've been yeah, off. I, I, I really only have Instagram and I haven't been on it for, I guess, like maybe a week and a half. And uh, yeah. man, my brain feels great. You yeah. should all get off of there like <laughs> immediately. Awesome. Um, yeah. So we did some live, like live stream on Instagram when the thing came out. And I did, I was a part of um, kind of like this online world health festival called human to human okay um played a little set on there uh but yeah by and large i think i mean with with social media and just everything it's you know i feel like quarantine could be a time where we can find some sort of inner uh you know inner health or we can just uh get pelted with you know new and destructive information all the time Mm -hmm. so trying to strike a balance of of being aware of what's going on in the world and feeling your heart you know legitimately break for the things that are happening i think you know with uh, just like the tension in our country politically and racially and obviously health Mm -hmm. um 
I found myself thinking, man, I, I'm, I'm better at dealing with these things and actually doing legitimate, uh, helpful things when I don't feel like I have to keep up with some social platform Mm -hmm. as well. So true yeah I think that's a that was kind of a tangent sorry about that no you're totally you're good I think that um this time has been really helpful I know for me at least just growing in my faith and my relationship with God like I mean he's literally taken the world and literally slowed it down um Mm -hmm. and I mean obviously we can't go and watch shows and stuff like you but we can listen to you in the comfort of our own homes or when we're out on a walk or anything like that um, and I know that it's been awesome for me to just have that and have those songs that, that you write and the words to hear and just grow in my faith during this time. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, with the whole social media thing, like I think that it's really important for a lot of people to, for, for a lot of people to hear even you, somebody like you to say, like, take a break from social media because you can, like you said, you can either during this time decide to, um, you know, be more in depth with social media or kind of take it away and, and grow in your faith. So I think that's really important. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, I would definitely, we, we talk about music is medicine on this podcast with music and how it helps mental health. And I actually just was in Nashville the last couple of days at, at a funeral of a friend of mine, but um, a lot, your, yeah. your songs are on repeat on the drive there and, and the drive back. Mm. And, uh, they're very empowering. So can you talk a little bit about how you, you can see that as, as being medicine and maybe a couple of songs in particular right now? Like you have to, you have to toot your own horn here, Chris, and say, <laughs> these are two, these are a couple of songs of mine that the world could really use right now and listen to and learn from. Yeah. Well, uh, for sure. I think, I mean, some of the medicine I've, you know, inadvertently taken from myself, you know, um, I think a, a great song, yeah for that is uh the the title track off let the ground rest the song let the ground rest i think Mm -hmm. that's been uh when i was writing that that was a sort of something i was meditating on a lot was this idea of um being okay with the things not looking like you think that they should because there's a natural course you know and uh like seeing how much God designs, you know, he being the designer of the seasons and seeing how that just echoes through so much of our lives and um, that it's okay if, you know, it's okay if we don't see things just always in bloom because that's not, you know, it's not how stuff works, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that it's not going to get better. It doesn't mean it's not going to, be used for something good and um i think that's a a hope that you know i I fight to keep a lot of a lot of the time i have to fight to keep a lot of the time Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah that's good yeah uh probably another one i feel like the one that seems uh was the biggest coincidence was i think i think the single for the song better came out like was it march like 20 yeah that was the the second song that came out before your whole album right yep or uh the third the third okay i know it came out like right after i went into uh lockdown (laughs) and it was like (laughs) you know when uh 
when I wrote it, you know, something I was writing about was this idea of, you know, uh, like, what is a get well soon card? This thing I was kind of thinking on, like, yeah. get well soon card doesn't actually, like, help anything. It, it you know, it's, it's, I wish you'd, I wish you get better, you know, and I hope you get well soon. It's, it's this thing where it's like, when we can't fix things, uh, there's still, I think, something in, you know, having that hope that things will get better. And um, I don't know. I thought that was a weird coincidence of that is everything happening at all at once. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, and then, and then the obvious one to me, too, is God is love. Mm-hmm. That's what we all Amen. need to remember mm-hmm. right now. And that's a very yeah. powerful song. So. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Um, That's a yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just um. That's, I think that song. You know, it, it's a funny one because it, it can be so simple and almost seem like too simple sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And then. Yep. Uh, just the times you know, because that's one of those songs that came out of it came out of these like worship spaces, you know, um, mm-hmm. and. And seeing that, like, holding on to a simple truth is is really powerful, you know, because we can talk and ourselves till we're blue in the face on, like, how we want to fix everything. But, like, to understand that, like, there's something really powerful uh, in just declaring that, like, God is for us, you know, mm-hmm. he's good. And, like, and that's that's not circumstantial, even though we're in bad circumstances. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's something I've that song has meant something new to me, seeing that it it doesn't necessarily address the the bad going around because it's just this constant truth. And I've I've appreciated getting to uh, learn that over and over again. Yeah. Well, you're, you did a great job on all your songs of playing to the line in terms of it just has that proper build and then it just when you get to that moment, it's very, uh, it gives you goosebumps. So what you're doing is, uh, is definitely working. I know that that's, I mean, I think that's the goal, is it not? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, that's sort of the combination of, of words and music. I think we can kind of yeah. go beyond just a statement. Mm-hmm. So with your awesome. um, new album, you said that you were on a one month tour. Was that for, that album or was it for all of them combined or are you planning on i guess doing something when the pandemic ends sometime yeah um so (laughs) so the tour we were on was sort of uh you know leading up to the album right tour um so we were playing the singles and uh obviously I don't know if, if I have any hits, but the, the songs people like yes. um, from other stuff. If you have 10 and... million streams, Chris, if you have 10 million streams, <laughs> those, are, those are hits. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, the plan is originally to get back out this fall with kind of a proper album tour. Right. And uh, I don't, you know, the... There's not a lot we can count on right now. Right. So if it if it happens, if it doesn't happen, um, you know, I'm just I'm just ready to go with the flow. Right. Now you didn't have a full 
tour for your first album. Is that right? Um, no, because when I when I put out my first album, you know, I wasn't I wasn't even signed yet. Right. And right, that was all I by was, yourself. Totally. So I mean, I think what did I do when I put that on that? I like went to a cabin and like didn't even like talk to people, like. <laughs> I think I, awesome. I made like a grand total of two Instagram posts about it and that was about it. Uh <laughs> that was the that was the fanfare for that one. Um no, so I didn't start touring until cuz that came out in March of 18. I didn't really start playing shows till probably mid 2019. Yeah. So it took a while. So would you say that that would be one thing that like, does that make you nervous having to, I get, because I remember you said you never really had performed in front of people. You were more towards the writing mm. and making of songs. So does that make you nervous, I guess, performing with uh, people? And... Uh, yeah, it used to, for sure. I remember there was one time where I, like, I remember this very vividly because it was definitely a low point uh, <laughs> where I just, I said, like I think verbatim, I'm so uncomfortable right now. Like into the microphone, <laughs> you know, which is like not not a great way to win a crowd. They're just like, okay, then you should leave. I don't, I don't know, right? Well, um, <laughs> it's real, so you know. Yeah, I think uh, I've definitely grown as a performer and grown as someone who can be in front of people uh, since then. I think anybody that's seen a show will admit that I'm like decently awkward still to this day, but uh, I'm definitely more comfortable with it now. Yeah. Well, well, anybody that lo- loves vinyl has a great voice. So your, your <laughs> voice is not awkward. So and I've, there you I've, go. I've seen, I've seen it, you know, on, you know, live on, on the videos online and whatnot, and it's a legit live voice. And that's, that's the mark of a, of a true musician. That's definitely what you have. Um, I actually was just talking about you yesterday with um, Bo Reinhardt, uh, former member of Need to Breathe. Do you know? Do you know Bo at all? Yeah, I don't. So not I personally, a, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's a, obviously a prolific songwriter. Most of the hits that they that Need to Breathe has had is is Bo writing those. But um, right. I spent a few hours with him yesterday. But uh, we were talking about some of the that we like. We talked about you a little bit. He was excited that we were having you on. So that's somebody oh, that's we, cool. we you need you need to do some co-writing with. Yeah, hit me up, Bo. Uh, for sure. <laughs> <Do it. laughs> So, ladies, ladies, what else do you got for, for Chris before we let him go? Well, I guess I was going to ask, during this uh, pandemic, are you, make are you, you know, since you have a lot of time on your hands, are you writing or are you just kind of, you know, taking a break? Or what, what do you have, what's the future look like for you? Yeah, um, you know, I, I wish I could take a break. I think, yeah. I think I was like, you know, I think as the pandemic did for most people um, who are not essential workers, you know, it kind of forced them to take a break. Right. Just right out of the gate, you know, hey, you're you're going to stay at home for a month. And right. so um, <laughs> I think usually at this point, because I think the album's been out a little over two months. I think at this point I would typically be OK taking a break, but I've had so much of a break that I'm. I've been writing a ton lately and I'm trying to not, I'm, not, I'm trying not to get too excited about new music that won't be out for a long time, Right. but I can't, can't so, really help it. Right. I, 
just been doing a ton of that. So, and that's, that's one of my favorite parts of the whole process is, you know, getting to make something new. And uh, I think it's, that's what kind of keeps me energized. And so that's what I've been spending a lot of my time. Doing. That's awesome. Do you write the uh, lyrics first or the music, or is it kind of a combination? Ooh. I, uh, it's a good question. I, the one way I can't do it is lyrics first. Okay. So I think on. it's usually really? a combination. Yeah. It's usually at the same time, sometimes music first and then lyrics. Yeah. I have a really tough time just because I, I've always been, you know, someone who, as far as, as writing goes, like, I don't really care about syllable count or, you know, like the, implicit structure of things yeah. I think 17 is a great example like I just say as many words as I possibly can you know <laughs> like and uh so for me you know having some sort of loose musical structure to to kind of wrap things around allows me to just feel where I can kind of stretch with different parts of what I'm doing yeah that's awesome that is a talent that I can't even understand. <laughs> I I can't sing for one, but to write music and have it sound good is just unbelievable. Well, thank yeah, you. especially yeah, yeah, at that at that age, you you started doing it at age eighteen, write a, a whole EP and and getting that done yourself is that's amazing. So we're I'm I'm excited. Um, we're all excited for for you and and the bright future that you have, Chris, and and we appreciate your faith and, and your willingness to be vulnerable and, you know, not just making the standard, you know, worship songs. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but, but I think, totally, you know, totally. we relate, I know I relate a little bit better to, you know, sometimes the questioning, the doubting and, and so forth. So keep doing mm -hmm. what you're doing. Cause um, like I said, it's, you're, you're going to be a huge success either in the CCM world or, or crossing over. So just keep, keep yeah, it up, man. Well, thanks so much. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Thanks for, thanks for. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Thanks for having we'll me. We'll see you out on the road. Hopefully uh, 2021, right? Yeah, sounds good. Sooner the better. Take care, man. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And as promised, we're going to finish the podcast with two more songs from Chris that he discussed when I asked him uh, for two songs that he thought would be great for the world today and everything that's going on in the world these are the two that he recommended that we check out so here you go with better followed by the title track from the new record let the ground rest i hope you enjoyed that podcast and go check out chris renzema's albums his records his singles stream them and when he gets back out on tour go see him it'll be like going to church Later. Bless me, Lord, I'm fighting like a lunatic. Afraid my mind is slipping through my fingertips. I know you're good news, but God, I'm just not good at this. Will I figure it out, or is this just how people live? all just want to get better We all just want to get better
Bless me, Lord, I can't see past the things I've done When I'm home and I'm alone, I'm haunted Just wanna turn up the volume You are my gospel here for me when there is none God help me believe that what you've said is what you've done We all just wanna get better just want to get better We all just want to get better We all just want to get better Oh, oh. 
He started this, I know If he saw the plans Maybe you wouldn't go I'll watch him plan a seed And then let the ground rest As a child, oh, believe Cause I promise there's a harvest